If you're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums is here before you die. This episode will be talking about Morrissey, Viva Hate. In the room, I have Rob. Viva you, Birch. <laughs> and on the line, I have Kyle. Viva love, bro. Viva Hate is the debut solo studio album by the English singer Morrissey. It was released on 14th of March, 1988 on HMV in the UK, Sire Reprise in the US, and EMI elsewhere. The producer was Stephen Street, and the genre is alternative rock. I'm going to read from all his music reviews, Stephen Thomas Irwine. Following the breakup of the Smiths, Morrissey needed to prove that he was a viable artist without Johnny Marr, and Viva Hate fulfilled that goal with grace. Working with producer Stephen Street and guitarist Vinnie Riley, Morrissey doesn't just drastically depart from the sound of Strange Ways Here We Come, offering a selection of 12 jangly guitar pop songs. One major concession is the presence of synthesizers, which is ironic since the Smiths adamant opposition to keyboards, but neither the sound nor Morrissey's wit is diluted. And while the music is occasionally uh, pedestrian, Morrissey compensates with a superb batch of lyrics ranging from his conventional despair to the savage political tirade of Margaret on the guillotine. Nevertheless, the two masterstrokes on this album, <laughs> the gorgeous everyday is like Sunday and infectious suede head. All right. What do we think of Morrissey? Viva hate. I fucking loved it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Rob. Yeah. I was waiting to see what Rob Wowie thought. Wowie zowie. Yeah. <laughs> like a I great thought... record. I, I, I knew the singles. Uh-huh. But yeah, this whole record end to end is, is fantastic. I miss Johnny Marr, of course. I didn't really. That, that That's mm. the weirdest part. I fucking like, I love Johnny Marr's work in this miss. Mm-hmm. But with what Morrissey's doing outside, like n- without Johnny Marr is kind of a crutch. It's it it's really good songwriting. Yeah. Like it's really good. It's yeah. it's it's a it's a it's a departure, but not so much. It's just like it, I don't know. I I don't know the best way to explain it, but like I really thought I'd be like, mm, yeah. and I was like, oh yeah, and yeah. Every day yeah, is like same. Sunday. Fucking huge. Awesome is, single. Yeah. I, had you th- heard that song before, Rob? No, I hadn't. And and the fucking Smiths never fucking wrote something that poppy. Like, <laughs> it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful single. Yeah. yeah. That single yeah. is, is kind of makes, makes the album that and Suede. People say Suedehead is like the, his best song, but Suedehead uh, is fan fucking tech. It's really good. Yeah. Those are the two songs I knew from this, from this album. Um, sure. this is my first time listening to this. Like I, I think I said on the previous, some previous uh, episodes, the only um, Morrissey album that I had was Vauxhall and I like in the, in the nineties. And this is great. I don't think there's one song I was like, boo. Like every song was good. Yeah. Just just 
background information, I am a big Morrissey fan. No. <laughs> yeah. What? I uh, got into Morrissey in high school and then in college, um, I had a really good friend, Rachel, who I was not romantic with at all, but we were just super good friends and she was like obsessed with Morrissey. So she would sing Morrissey lyrics at me and in turn, I had to like, you know, interpret you know, if she was singing Morrissey lyrics. And so <laughs> what? <laughs> basically she would it say like things. sounds like a story that Trey would tell. Yeah. She would say things and I was like, wait, hold on. That's a Morrissey lyric. Isn't it? <laughs> okay. And she'd be like, yeah. <laughs> but then I realized that it was that period um, in the, like in the two thousands where Morrissey was no longer relevant and no one cared. So every CD was like in the UCD bin. At, yeah. At a uh, tracks, it tracks. Uh, yeah. TV and they're all $5. Yeah. So I literally bought every single Morrissey like solo album, including the Smiths um, because people weren't huge into them at the time either, but I just like went through all of them. And so I, I just start, started like picking it up. But yeah, I was surprised like you were like Morrissey has a very distinct, different sound than the Smiths. And he this album is still gleaming on to the last of the Smiths because mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure he went in there and he was like, hey, can you can you do some Johnny Marr sort of guitar work on on some of these songs? But at the same time, it does have the string instruments. It does have the keyboards. It has it. It, it pushes out further than the Smiths. That's all it is. Yeah. Which yeah, I think I, they could have got you. there. Number one, Birch, I also had a, a Smith's female friend in high school. You had like the Morrissey laying on a the trunk. I mean, the, the front of a car T-shirt, you know, <laughs> who made me some some mixtapes. But also, like, it reminded me of uh, Roger Waters' pros and cons of hitchhiking when, like, he was about to leave Pink Floyd, but he still kind of wanted to do the Pink Floyd thing. So he had a concept record, but instead of David Gilmore, he had Eric Clapton. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought did a great job on that record. I know you guys are huge fans of Eric Clapton. (laughs) Yeah, I can't say as I've heard Eric Clapton's work on the pros and cons of hitchhiking, but I... It's fantastic. It's real goddamn good. But you can tell, you know, and, and it's the same kind of thing. He's, you know, you've you've got the, the singer who's like, I need my other guy. And, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Put on the wig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wear the dress. I really, uh, Birch, I liked um, the occasionally pedestrian. Yeah. Um, do, do you do you agree with that? I feel like every song in there is pretty good. I feel like it's it's good, but. The Smiths, as I've said before, the Smiths are really a singles band. Not to say I don't really enjoy their their albums, but it does seem to be there are certain songs within each of the Morrissey albums, um, which we're gonna get another one. I don't. I think we get just a couple. Go, I think we just go. Oh, we get two more, but there are definitely standouts. That I think that is what it's commenting more is you know you have certain. People who maybe like Michael Jackson, where it's like the whole thing is like singles, right? It's like this one, this one, this one. And I feel like Morrissey, he he has those there's standout singles for sure. But and then that makes the other ones just kind of blend into the background a little bit like Bengalian platforms. Uh, oh yeah, yeah no, that, that's a a lot of people are like, eh. but Angel Down or Angel Angel Down, we go together is a fucking like yeah. killer yeah. track. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, there 
there, there, there's nothing I would Di- skip on purpose. But yeah, I, I get, I get what you mean. The uh, like dialogue cliche was kind of like, uh, yeah, fine, yes, it's fine. You know, it, it, it's just that there is a, I feel like a dis, yeah, a distinct between the like really good. So it shines so bright that the other ones maybe not as much. It, I, I think it's just like picking those those certain songs. Is that what you're asking, Kyle? Sorry. No, I mean, I, I do remember you talking about um, the Smiths being more of a singles band, uh, except for the record Queen is Dead. Sure. Boy, they really hated uh, Maggie Thatcher back then. Oh, huh? my God. Everybody hates her. Still. I, Priest. I thought about that this week and I was like, I cannot even. I mean, he's literally calling for her death and wishing it and then telling people. Yeah, he got he got what? questioned by the special service yeah. over this shit. Like yeah. the fucking feds came and knocked on his door and like had to sit him down and be like, "So what do you what do you mean?" Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Um, when I was talking about Roger Waters, or the the Margaret Thatcher thing, um, on the last Pink Floyd record that Roger Waters was on, um, the final cut, um, he has a song where he just keeps calling Margaret Thatcher Maggie, and then he says. We should round up all of the world leaders and apply the final solution. It's like, whoa, buddy. He's not wrong. (laughs) Oh, dude. Dude, everything's going out of the tubes. By the time this fucking comes out, if it ever does, who the fuck knows what's going on? The entire system. Do we need to pause the podcast and come up with all plans? (laughs) No. No, um, it's weird that the spirit that existed in the 80s has finally come full bloom. Yeah. I think what I found more interesting is that here you have someone who is very popular. It, it has been in a pop band that has done very well. And he's speaking directly, you know, about essentially regicide, like murdering the queen. Well, mm-hmm. prime minister. Or sorry, sorry, the, the prime minister. Sorry. Not, 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 not regicide. regicide. Sorry. Just, just a just a good a, old fashioned murder. Yeah. Good, good old, like, Eh, maybe, maybe she gets the guillotine. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking Queen is dead for it some reason. It would be a, it is a beautiful dream. And unfortunately, she lived long enough to, uh, she is dead now. Yes. You mentioned before, I mean, I have notes on all these songs, but you mentioned uh, Angel, Angel, Down We Go Together, which I always found a beautiful song. Beautiful. Uh, with yeah, the string arrangements. That's mainly due to uh, the producer, uh, Stephen Street, who did a lot of the, he got other, uh, he got the string instruments in there, into the studio. But that is actually about Johnny Marr, which I had never put together before. Really? Yeah. Um, so he's talking about like, you know, don't let them get you down. And, and, uh, you know, it like, I guess for all the animosity, like that, that song kind of was a surprise to me when I read that, that he had that like, surprising. yeah, I was like, I thought he would be, you know, right up next to Margaret Thatcher on the guillotine for Morrissey, but it, it sounds like he had, you know, other, another take on it. 
Do you think Morrissey has recanted his Margaret Thatcher thing now that he's gotten older and more of a piece of shit? No. God, he's such a no. piece of shit. No, because he just came out with like a, a, I mean, his later albums are still like kill the monarchy. He like hate he like hates the queen, king, queens shit. Like just through he immigrants in later. That, yeah, that's that's a whole different thing. But I mean, we we got two more r- records to, yeah. to to cover Morrissey's like weirdness, xenophobia. Yeah, um, a lot of people did bring that up on. Um, Bengali in platforms and there were two ways of taking it one was it's hard enough to be like perceived as to find your identity in your own country and then having someone going to another country and then trying to like have your own identity yeah. is very very difficult and the and then the other interpretation was like Morrissey doesn't like immigrants <laughs> I was like oh <laughs> so take it take it as a commentary or take it as a weird comment on foreigners well he he does leave it open-ended doesn't he yeah i like this album i like this album a lot this album's great his voice is so goddamn good and yeah these songs i mean you get some favorite uh little lyrical quips i will say uh every day feels like sunday um sundays aren't that bad yeah come on man you get a day off no no that's the that's the comment on it though like he's saying Sundays are typically seen as sunny, happy days. Right. And so he's saying he's imagining this Sunday as cold and gray on this like seaside town. Right. Oh yeah. I suppose he is English. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of my favorite are, I don't mind if you forget me. I just love his, like, I don't mind if you forget me. Um, hairdresser on fire always makes me laugh. Uh, a funny song. Uh, there's a line that says, so can you squeeze me into an empty page of your diary and supernaturally change me? Also, I love uh, Trey and I used to always be like, hairdresser on fire. And he goes, ha 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 ha. Like he just does this like weird (laughs) Morse. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. So weird. And, uh, Suede head. There's a lot of Morrissey isms that come out more, I think, than on the Smith stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. Suede head has that whole and ma ha 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 ha. Like he just extends these phrases into uh, what, <sighs> Suede head smokes. Yeah, what people would say, masturbating with his voice. <laughs> <laughs> just giving the people what they want. A uh, pretty cool video. Suede head uh, shot in um, Indiana. Really? Yeah. Uh, it, the Fairmount, Indiana, where James Dean was from and is buried. Oh, so he, yeah. he, that, 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 that yeah. checks. Yeah. So he's yeah. <laughs> he's like reading like Byron in the tub. And then he reads about uh, something about James Dean and decides to go drive a tractor in Fairmount, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin Bacon is driving another yeah. tractor directly towards him. Yeah. And then they, they teach. <laughs> teach. Teach this small town how to dance. God, I can't. Ah, uh, uh, I ruined it. Who, who the hell is uh, the the guy from Harry and the Hendersons? John Lithgow. Yeah, they teach John Lithgow that dancing is not a mm-hmm. <laughs> not so bad. Even though his daughter died, not not a problem. Ugh. Every day is like Sunday. Drew lyrical inspiration from the 1957 novel On the Beach uh, by Neville Shute. 
which describes a group of people in Melbourne awaiting nuclear fallout. Morrissey drew on this for the line, a strange dust lands on your hands. Hmm. Very well-read man, I will say. He, he definitely borrows from, yeah. uh, from poetry and from those rom- romantics. Yeah, I, I also, yeah, every day like Sunday when he says that they forgot to bomb the seaside town, that they forgot to bomb. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a whole, you know, just nothing town that they wouldn't even bother, like, bombing <laughs> it is devastating. We're about to listen to Suede Head and that piercing, tiny guitar. Just <laughs> sounds like a, it's like a micro amp, I think. It is definitely a micro amp. Yeah. <laughs> It's wild, though. Sounds great. Yeah, it does sound good. It does sound really good. I think with the keyboards, the piano, and some of that stuff in Suedehead, it, it covers up the sort of jangle that yep. Johnny was yeah, was doing. 100%. So it sounds like it, but it's different. No, I feel like the first time I heard this song, I just assumed it was a was a Smith song. Right. Huh. Yeah. I don't mind if you forget me as straight up a Johnny Marr style Smith song. Mm-hmm. The album reached number one, spawning two top ten hits in the UK. And then Street and Vinny, Riley, the guitarist, uh, disputed over songwriting credits. Riley claimed to have written the majority of the tracks on the album, which Street dismissed, claiming that he wrote the music for all of the tracks on the album. And Riley had no part to play in that. Street was credited as producer, songwriter, guitarist, and bass guitarist on the album. It's it very wow, weird. That sounds... Yeah, it sounded like a real shit show. Bad time. The good thing is they will go away. And then once we get to uh, Your Arsenal, which is produced by Mick Ronson, Uh it has rockabilly guitars and it sounds awesome. It's my favorite Morrissey album. Cool. Hey, that's something to look forward to. Yeah. The the only one I've listened to is the one that I found at Goodwill. Nice. Which was South Park Grammar. Ooh, yeah, that's a little deep cut for sure. That. That opening track, though. Yeah. Nine minutes of like, holy shit. Yeah, that's a really good opener. I will say the more you ignore me, the closer I get. Sounds a lot cringier in 2022 (laughs) than it did in the 90s. Honestly, it just sounds like my dog or my cats. (laughs) (laughs) Or an incel anthem. Yeah. 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 Uh, I believe that has the line, one of my favorite lines, I'll be in the bar with my head on the bar. He just rhymes bar with bar for no reason. And uh, I bury more grudges than lowly high court judges. Lowly or lonely? song was it that he was talking about uh like uh and me naked what's that naked the, the, na- the nation like uh turns its head or something he's talking about being naked did i listen to the wrong record uh, again i don't know rob put your clothes back on and we laughed and laughed and laughed and probably laughed. the ordin- ordinary boys could be uh, what song does he go? Uh, we can do it in the bum, ba bum, ba bum, ba bum, ba bum. <laughs> Which one's that? Is that Ask? I don't uh, know. No, no, that's a uh, that sounded like Ask, but I believe that's like 
dial, uh, break up the family or dial a cliche maybe? Um, I don't know. It, probably ask. Uh, it, not on this record. No, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. bomb, the bomb, the bomb. The yeah. bomb, the bomb, the bomb, the bomb. Oh, I see what you're saying. Ask me, ask me, ask yeah. me. Yeah, it is ask. And okay. it, it, it totally is we can do it in the bomb. <laughs> no. It is. Look it up. <laughs> it's not. If it isn't love, it's the, then it's the bomb that will bring us together. It's the it's bomb. The bomb. No. no. No, it's not. You sick son of a bitch. Uh, obviously, I, I, I got it from good authority from my wife, so I don't know why she would lie to me about that. <laughs> this make was, you look stupid. Oh, damn it. Every time. Fuck you, Sheila. I think that this was well-received. Went gold in 1993, though. So it took a while. It, did, it wasn't like a immediate Went gold smash. in 93? Mm-hmm. When, when American gold? When, yeah. Okay. But because it was definitely gold. In the, yeah, in yeah. Britain. But it takes a, a hundred thousand, you know, to, to hit gold. EMI uh, Australia considered Viva Hate too harsh as a title. Uh, they wanted to call the album Education in Reverse. Woof. What? It, it was the same in uh, Australia uh, and New Zealand. It just seems Viva like, Hate's a great title. I know. I, I don't know exactly what. But Australia... At that time, and the, oh, they they just at that time was a very fucking like gnarly like conservative yeah uh, spot crocodile Dundee yeah as of twenty twenty two they've just uh, gotten rid of that yeah. so well Paul um, Hogan yes Paul <laughs> no Paul finally got rid of God damn it <laughs> God damn it <laughs> yeah. so for late night uh, Modlin Street. This is what Stephen Street says. I was still writing music during the sessions at the Wool Hall. I remember Morrissey asking me to come up with something a bit like Joni Mitchell. He wanted this long, rambling structure, structure, so I came up with something that was kind of inspired by Joni Mitchell's The Hissing of Summer Lawns that became Late Night Modlin Street. Really? And so... That's interesting. Okay. It's got the, like, repeated themes of the sort of, like almost tribal yep. drums in the back. I thought that was the, the jungle line drums. Yeah. I mm-hmm. thought that was really good. I feel like he got a really, I don't know if it was lucky or he just knew the right producer, but I feel like Steven street, like did a good job with yeah. transitioning an artist, a well established artist with the right people, you know? Yeah, definitely. This is way better than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. Like, like I said, I knew the singles, but I didn't think this would be a, End to end, like really good sounding, like full record. Sure. Can I tell you the tale of Robert Kreisgau? Sure. Right. Tell me about Kreisgau. From my pinnacle of disinterest, I can attest that this solo move is neither here nor there. Mm. Vinnie Riley doesn't have a unique sound like Johnny Marr, and autonomy does encourage the camp grandiosity of a guy who tries to make, quote, I love you more than life, unquote, live. Or live. Couldn't tell you. Though he may think it's funny for Late Night Madeline Street to go on for 7 minutes and 40 seconds, in fact, it is as boring as you'd expect despite the great line about his revolting nakedness. So the nakedness is in this mm-hmm. uh, in Madeline Street. But the Smiths rarely, if ever, came up with a hook as must-hear as every day is like Sunday, and in general, the monotony factor has decreased. The artiste is no longer a kid, and he likes it that way. Essential for acolytes, educational for the rest of us, just like always. B. Yeah. Just call the record Camp Grandiosity. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. 
It's good though. I would go that. It's camp. a great record. This is a great record. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, I was I was really really surprised how 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 good this record was end to end. Yeah, I think that's. There are a few. I shouldn't say a few. There are definitely a fair number of Morrissey solo albums that I will, I will justify and be like, they're like the Smiths. Like you can't. It's not just Johnny Marr. There's something that Morrissey, you know, provides and uh, as an artist that is that is good, in my opinion. His voice is so goddamn good. Yeah. Yeah. Always unexpected too. The lyrics every time, like. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I agree, Bert. He's yeah. clever as shit, man. Yeah. He's a very yeah, clever I, fellow. I'm sorry, Rob, I didn't write down any clever barbs, but yeah. It's okay, buddy. Uh, Sorry, we didn't go around, but I think we just did, right? Yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah okay. I, 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 would, I would, positive for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Totally yeah, positive. pick it up. Give it a listen. It's good stuff. Yeah. Not my favorite, your arsenal, but we'll get to that one. No, your arsenal. I know. That's why it's so funny, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next time we'll be talking about Sonic Youth, Daydream Nation. Woo! All right, thanks, y'all. Take your life I know they've taken that they take in turn And they give you nothing real for yourself in return But when they've used you and they've broken you And wasted all your money And cast your shell aside And when they've bought you and they've sold you And they've built you for the pleasure And they've made your parents cry 